Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, Dee Dee Brown here. And I'm John Gist. Welcome to Black on the Scene, our love letter to Black entertainment. This week, we show our love to John Singleton, a Black director who changed the game in Hollywood by playing by his own rules and who gave us some of the most iconic films, including Boys in the Hood and so much more. It's the 30th anniversary of Boys in the Hood, and we just had to tell the world what it meant to us and why it stands the test of time. I'm so excited. So let's get into it, Dee. Let's do it. We're here! <laughs> <laughs> Together. Oh my gosh, it's been too long over a year yeah, and, and a half. half. Yeah. Holy smokes. But we're here. We're here a for a whole the year and a half has passed, and now we have a podcast. First in person <laughs> edition of Black, Black on, on the Sea. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my God. Mm. First, what are we drinking? This is a margarita wine concoction. Margarita wine concoction with a little added tequila. Tequila, a little extra shot of tequila. So, and some juice for me. There's no telling what we might say on this podcast. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we talking about today, which I'm excited about? We are talking about first how good it feels to be back in person again with each other. Even though we talk all the time, there's nothing like seeing you in the flesh, yes. especially in this helmet laying sweatshirts. Um, we are just overjoyed to be together and a little tired from yesterday. Yesterday was fun. Yes. It was so fun. We did a little photo shoot. Um, Some marketing. For our lovely podcast, yeah. And do we have a new respect for talent we that do. we try to pressure into? <laughs> it was a lot. Didi had a plans of doing four outfits and we got to two. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> it was so fun. Eight um, hours later. Eight hours later. <laughs> only two outfits. Oh my God. So we're going to be super excited to oh, share uh, those photos and, and video. Um, my sister Tamaris uh, did the photography and her business partner um, did the BTS. And oh my gosh, we did our own styling. We did our own styling. I'm so, excited for the, the, scene, oh, the final. The final. They're going to be so, so cute. It was so fun. But we're going to talk about today one of the most iconic. Black, blacky, black, 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 black films that really has stood the test of time. Yeah, made its mark, was groundbreaking. Changed the game. Opened the doors up for so many of the casts. Holy. I mean, it was, a, it was a thing in 1991. The 30th anniversary of Boys, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. From the iconic and legendary director, John Singleton, Singleton. R.I.P., Rest in Power King. You changed the game. You opened so many doors. And first, we salute you and we thank you and everybody involved with this film. 
John, 1991. 1991. Where were you? I was like, where were we at in 1991? <laughs> I mean, you first, I was, I was in elementary school, definitely. Um, Oddly, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was probably like, what, first grade, second grade, somewhere around there. Okay, I was not I'm in not, elementary school. I'm not school. good at math. Definitely in my early years of elementary school. Hilarious. I was not in elementary school. <laughs> Where were you, Dee? I was, <laughs> I was in college <laughs> at the University of Alabama. Um, this movie came out the summer of, I think I was going into sort of my last semester of my senior year because I graduated in like December of 92. Wow. Yes, y'all do the math and you can figure it out. <laughs> what the- I'll never be able to lie about my age. So let me ask you a question. So did you, did you go see it? Because I like, I for did. me, when I saw Boys and I saw it as I got older. I was going to say, so, you weren't seeing that now. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't seeing no, that. No, there just wasn't a lot of Black content back then in general. Mm-hmm. And so when something like this came out, you flocked to you it. You to went it. to see it and you were... I remember, I think I went with uh, a few of my college friends. Mm-hmm. And though it was a very different experience how I grew up in the South, I still related really, yeah. to these characters. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the thing about, you know, the saying, the more niche something is, then the more relatable it is to everyone. And at its core, it's a coming of age story about choices, um, discovery, you know, I mean, also survival, yeah. love. The, the, the idea of, of a Black father and a Black son and, and masculinity, and I think also was a big thing. And I know for me, when I watched it, and I feel like I kind of came across it maybe like eight years from that point, like I know it was probably like in middle school, I feel like when I actually mm-hmm. like, wa- like well, actually watching it and also like understanding it in a way and, and kind of having an effect on me. And I remember I watched it with my dad and cause he had already seen it. We watched it on television too. So I remember it was definitely, if A, it felt shorter and B, I was like, well, it, I, I don't know, it just wasn't as violent cause it was like on like TNT or something. Like it was like an edited version of it. And I remember I was like, I want to watch this again. And ironically, he had a VHS of it. So we watched it on VHS. It was like a completely different experience watching it. And I just remember like, I was like, wow, like this dad loves his son. Like it was like, just, I, I was like, my dad loves me too. Like it was just, I, I, I that part about it was, of everything else really like hit me. Shout way. out to Garfield yeah, too. I don't to think my, my parents Garfield. probably saw this or would have never taken me to see it. But let's just talk about like, let's let's get this for folks who don't know. Let's talk about the actual synopsis of the movie. And so, as we said, it was uh, 1991. It's an American. We're going to say Black American. Black American. Coming of age, hood drama. I reject that. Neighborhood drama. (laughs) Film (laughs) written and directed by John Singleton in his feature directorial debut. Let's talk about about this cast. cast, Because it's everybody. (laughs) We have Ice Cube, Cuba Gooding Jr., Morris Chestnut, Nia Long, Regina King, who we love, and Queen Angela Bassett. Like, this was a movie of movies in terms of the cast. Like, the cast was just so spectacular. And I remember, like, this was also, like, a lot of their first, right? Like, uh, in terms of, like, first features and things like that, and kind of putting them out there in more of a, a, a larger way. Uh, like Regina obviously came from television 
and I know Morris had done a few television things as well, but like from a from a film perspective, this was like really their first roles, and they and they went in like it was so emotional from for everyone's perspective. I feel like it completely was, and if you really, I mean, aside from it, the cast, again, it's John's first. First, yeah. So he wrote this mm-hmm. as a um, like a thesis. A thesis, yeah. And when Columbia picked it up, he was like, I have to direct mm-hmm. this. And just think about having the confidence in yourself at that age to know that you are pres- uniquely positioned to yeah. tell your own story because he certainly could have been like, all right, I just want to get it made. But he was like, no, I have uh, to be the yeah. one to direct this movie. Yeah. And what it did for I mean, I think what it did for the community, even opening up a conversation, mm-hmm. giving people a, a, a window into, into that, that yeah. community mm-hmm. of uh, the, you know, I'm putting this in quotation mark, inner city, where, you know, even today, 30 years later, a lot of our sisters and brothers are still experiencing a lot of the issues that John and the cast reflect in this movie. Um, and that in and of itself is, is a completely, could be a completely separate uh, sort of episode, but it really is just, you know, when you think about, again, what it's reflecting mm-hmm. back to us. Um, so not just what's going on in the community, but what's going on outside of the community. Yeah. And we can see now that like the over-policing, the, you know, I, 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 it feels like we are hopefully turning a bit of a corner, um, especially at, with relation to the um, murder of Mr. Floyd and also the conviction of the animal that killed him. Yes, I said it, um, Derek Chavin, um, that, we're seeing hopefully a who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese mcgriddles and a breakfast cut off shift of some of these rights being wronged so you know again shout out to john for reflecting you know this experience um and and yeah and and, and his reality right and like his, his reality, reality because again and the reality of so many because so and i think that was one thing that i also took away from the film of like just being like having a a, a purview to that because honestly i i didn't i did well i did it through a lens of being in atlanta but like obviously it's mm-hmm. different from being in, in, in los angeles in that area so it just it just really opened myself up to just want to learn more and see more and think differently and i think that that was the purpose of his film. I think he did such a, and I think that's also why it stands till this day, 30 years later, where it's so revered and respected in so many ways, because it was just outside of it being beautiful, outside of it being such a great cast, directing well, it just was a really great story, a very relatable story. I mean, and it also received quite a bit of, you know, critical acclaim mm-hmm. not that we're you know necessarily doing it was a, these it was a box for, office hit i mean it, it made box it made money based, especially based off of such a low budget i think it was budget around like six yeah it was made for 6.5 million dollars mm-hmm. 
which when you think about how much it costs, like a cheap movie is right. like 20, 25 right. now. And it made um, in domestically uh, $57.5 million. Um, so he was able to great. do that with next to nothing of uh, a budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are so many like untold stories about him calling this production together and the folks that worked on it behind the scene. And there are some really great articles and shout outs to uh, this movie that are out there right now. We will definitely link to the show notes for you guys to take a look at it. But if nothing else, please rent the movie and also check out the amazing soundtrack. There are some great folks on the soundtrack. Uh, Of course, Ice Cube did his thing. Um, And ironically, John, when we were doing our research for this, we found out that like Columbia Pictures, which distributed the movie, didn't even know that Ice Cube Doughboy in the movie um, had, was was a a member of NWA. We're like, like, meanwhile, this was Mm pre-internet and pre-Google. So I can imagine there probably weren't a lot of black and brown executives at the time. Probably not. Do you think there was there one was, of us no, there? No. Maybe, well, maybe one. Maybe. We should, <laughs> <laughs> we should find out who, who that might be. Um, but that's hilarious. So definitely check this movie out. Um, I hope that when you see it with fresh eyes, that it illuminates some other things to you. Like, you know, it's it's funny when you do watch things again, Mm -hmm. watching it from the perspective Mm -hmm. that we are now versus, you know, my 21 year old self. It's so different. It's so completely completely different. different. And then you just have an even bigger sense of respect and more uh, reverence for, of course, John, um, Nia, Oh my gosh, uh, Morris, Ice Cube, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. Angela Bassett, and of course the queen, uh, the other queen, uh, Regina King. And by the way, Yo-Yo was in this as well, mm-hmm. like an iconic female rapper. So we just want to raise a glass again to Boys in the Hood Boys and in the hood. everything that it brought us to lift up Black culture, to shine a light on things our brothers and sisters are going through from a societal standpoint and to put these wonderful people on our map and look at the amazing things that they're doing now. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Black on the Sea. See you next time. Hi, John Gist here. And Dee Dee Brown. We hope you enjoyed episode six of Black on the Scene. Shout out to Boys in the Hood and John Singleton. Please share your love letter in the comments about John, Boys in the Hood, and any of his iconic content. We'll see you back next week for another Black on the Scene episode. Please remember to subscribe, leave us a rating, and follow us on all social media at BLK on the Scene. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
time offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.